Welcome to Exaltation. This is Father David Masterson bringing you the beautiful, the good, and the true. Our scripture today is Luke 17, 11 to 19. Now it happened as Jesus went to Jerusalem that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. And as he entered a certain village, there met him ten men who were lepers, who stood afar off. And they lifted up their voices and cried, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. So when he saw them, he said to them, Go show yourselves to the priests. And so it was that as they went, they were cleansed. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, returned, and with a loud voice glorified God. He fell down on his face at the feet of Jesus, giving him thanks. And he was a Samaritan. So Jesus answered and said, Were there not ten who were cleansed? But where are the nine? Were there not any found who returned to give glory to God except this foreigner? And he said to him, Arise, go your way. Your faith has made you well. How important is gratitude? Henry Emile was a Swiss moral philosopher who lived 1821 to 1881. He said, Thankfulness is the beginning of gratitude. Gratitude is the completion of thankfulness. Thankfulness may consist merely of words. Gratitude is shown in acts. We learn about the importance of gratitude in our gospel story, which opens with a group of lepers driven together because of their common sickness. The Lord Jesus was passing through one of the cities on the border of Samaria and Galilee when he was met by the ten lepers. As they stood afar off from Jesus, verse 13 says, And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. Now the Jewish law prescribed strict conditions for lepers. This was a hideous disease that disfigured and devastated the body. In fact, one of the disfigurements of leprosy was a hoarse whisper, which is why the law commanded the lepers to cry aloud. These ten lepers knew something about Jesus. They knew his name. They knew something about his authority because they called him master. 
they knew that Jesus had power to heal and hoped he would have mercy upon them. But they did not possess a full understanding of Jesus as the Son of God come to earth to reconcile them to God. They were not fully conscious of their deep spiritual need before God, only that Jesus was a healer and that they wanted freedom from the disease of leprosy. Mosaic law held that leprosy makes a man unclean before God. The law of the gospel holds that it is not outward leprosy but inward sin that makes a man unclean before God. Jesus responds to the lepers in verse 14. And when he saw them, he said to them, Go and show yourselves to the priests. And it came about that as they were going, they were cleansed. The command of Jesus to go to the priests was given because the priests supervised the purification laws in the various villages and towns. A leper must go to the priest to be pronounced clean so that he can enter back into ordinary society again. Jesus recognized and honored Jewish law. But his main purpose in sending the lepers back to the priest was to test the lepers' trust. Jesus asked them to set out to go to the priest without any evidence of their healing. They must place their whole faith in his authority and willingness to heal without any visible evidence. How often is this true of the believer in Jesus Christ? We must exercise our faith while not seeing the outcome. Hebrews 11.1 1 says, Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. And 2 Corinthians 5.7 says, For we walk by faith, not by sight. Once we see the object of faith, we no longer need faith because faith has become sight. So it is that often we must continue to believe and obey God, even when we do not see him at work in our lives. C.S. Lewis, the renowned Christian author and professor, says, If you read history, you will find that the Christians who did the most for the present world were precisely those who thought most of the next world. It is since Christians have largely ceased to think of the other world that they have become so ineffective in this world. As we put our faith and trust in the Lord Jesus, he lives his risen life through us to accomplish his purposes. This was abundantly true of the father of our faith, godly Abraham. Romans 4.18 says, In hope against hope, Abraham believed in order that he might become a father of many nations. According to that which had been spoken, so shall your descendants be. And without becoming weak in faith, he contemplated his own body now as good as dead, since he was about a hundred years old, and the deadness of Sarah's womb. Yet with respect to the promise of God, he did not waver in unbelief, but grew strong in faith, giving glory to God, being fully assured that what he had promised he was able also to perform. Now the verb form for promised in verse 21 is in the perfect tense. 
Verbs in the perfect tense in Greek mean completed action in the past with continuing ongoing results. Abraham had been in a state of possessing the promise of God and continually believing that it would be fulfilled. There was no doubt in Abraham's mind. Doubt and unbelief bring uncertainty. Faith and belief bring inner strength and conviction. The godly Noah in Genesis chapter 6 believed the word of God spoken to him. God told Noah that the wickedness of man was great and that he was going to destroy man from the face of the earth. He told Noah to make an ark 510 feet long, more than 50 feet high, and 75 feet wide. This was the largest wooden boat ever constructed. Noah and his sons labored for 75 years to complete this gigantic building project. Can you imagine the neighbors jeering at Noah year after year as he patiently worked on the ark? But Hebrews 11.7 says, By faith, Noah, being warned by God about things not yet seen, in reverence prepared an ark for the salvation of his household, by which he condemned the world and became an heir of the righteousness which is by faith. Friends, this is a shining example of true faith. We must walk by our conviction in the promises of God and not according to our feelings. We must emulate the example of Abraham and Noah to walk by faith and not by sight. Verse 14 of Luke 17 describes the healing of the lepers. The lepers heard the voice of Jesus and obeyed his command. They started off down the road to see the priest, and as they walked, healing gradually came into their bodies. The glow of returning health replaced rotting leprosy until soon they were completely physically healed. This was a tremendous manifestation of Christ's power, because the healing is done at a distance without even a word. It is simply the silent demonstration of Jesus' divine power. In the Gospels, we often read, He spoke and it was done, for Jesus' words were filled with authority and power. But He willed and it was done is a much more powerful testimony to the glory of the Son of God. Notice the leper who gave thanks in verse 15. Now one of them, when he saw that he had been healed, turned back, glorifying God with a loud voice. Ten lepers were healed, and only one turned back to say thank you. This is reminiscent of Naaman, the commander of the army of Syria, in 2 Kings chapter 5. Naaman was a mighty man of valor but he was also a leper. He came to the prophet Elisha to be healed of his disease. Elisha told him to dip seven times in the Jordan River to be cured of his leprosy. Initially, he refused, but then he repented and obeyed the command of Elisha. After he realized his healing, he returned to Elisha to give thanks. A grateful heart knows that to express gratitude is the highest duty of man. 
An unknown author wrote, Gratitude is the highest duty of the believer and the supreme virtue, the fountain from which all other blessings flow. Ingratitude is the leprosy of the soul. It eats away on the inside, destroys our happiness, cripples our joy, withers our compassion, and paralyzes our praise. It is ingratitude that causes us to hurry away from God's presence, clutching our blessings and not stopping to give Him thanks. listening to Exaltation. I'm Father David Masterson bringing you the beautiful, the good, and the true, heralding the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ so that we may experience life in Him. leper's voice had returned to him. No longer did he struggle with the leper's hoarse whisper. Now he cried with a loud, clear voice to acknowledge his healing and give praise to God. This leper's healing was complete. External and internal healing had occurred. Therefore, he throws himself at the Savior's feet and worships him as Lord and God, giving thanks and praise. St. Augustine, the great 4th century pastor and theologian, says, Let us give thanks to our Lord and Savior, who without any previous merits of ours has healed our wounds, made us friends who were his enemies, redeemed us from captivity, led us from darkness into light, and recalled us from death to life. The one leper 
who gave thanks to God for the blessing of healing is a figure of the whole church, the company of believers who humbly worship the Lord of glory. This leper falls down at the feet of Jesus and gives him thanks. The man who gives thanks to the Lord turns from his own thoughts and self-will to bow before God and the authority of Holy Scripture. The man who gives thanks realizes how weak he is and attributes no strength to himself. He acknowledges that all the good within him is from the healing salvation of God, who has shown him mercy. Nine lepers experienced physical healing, but only one leper, the Samaritan, was made physically and spiritually well. Luke uses this incident to show that the Jewish nation rejected Jesus as Messiah and did not experience salvation. It was the Gentile, the Samaritan, who responded with true faith and gratitude and was made whole. The most unlikely candidate was saved. We may learn some important lessons from the Samaritan. Often common human virtues are abundantly found in nations and individuals against whom we are deeply prejudiced. Heretics and heathen may teach Orthodox believers lessons of virtue, courtesy, gratitude, and even higher spiritual truths. Devout Hindus, Buddhists, and Muslims do not share our Christian faith but they can nevertheless be examples of virtue and character. There are numerous stories of devout Muslims who have been touched by the beauty of the Lord Jesus Christ and brought to conversion. We note Christ's sad wonder at ingratitude. Verse 17 says, And Jesus answered and said, Were there not ten cleansed? But the nine, where are they? The nine went off with their gift of healing without a trace of thankfulness in their selfish hearts. Sadly, the number of thankless people far outnumbers the thankful. But we must realize that we impoverish ourselves and dishonor God when we display the sin of ingratitude. Jesus rejoiced over this one leper who was thankful and gave him a gift greater than the healing of his leprosy. Something much more fatal and serious than leprosy was healed within this man. His inner sinfulness was cleansed and his spirit made whole before God. This man was spiritually saved and reconciled to God. The Samaritan demonstrated that he had received the gift of faith by returning and giving thanks to the Lord Jesus. This is why James 2.24 says, You see that a man is justified by works and not by faith alone. For just as the body without the spirit is dead, so also faith without works is dead. It is not merely hearing the gospel that justifies a man before God, but by doing what the gospel commands. It is not what we say with our mouth, but how we live that demonstrates our love and obedience to Jesus Christ. Not words, but actions, for actions always speak louder than words. One commentator says, We must not rejoice in the words of believing, 
but search well the deeds of the life. The devil himself also believes in Jesus Christ, but does not love and obey him. He does not follow his commands. The devil acknowledges who Jesus is and has head knowledge of Jesus, but not heart knowledge that continues to love and obey him. The nine lepers who were cleansed of their disease, but did not turn back to give thanks to the Lord, represent false believers. Something happened to them externally. Their minds were turned to spiritual things, but internally they remained spiritually unclean. Making professions of faith in Christ and getting baptized do not make a true believer. A true believer is one who puts his whole trust in the Lord Jesus Christ and continues to trust him throughout his life. A genuine believer clings to the Lord, worships him, and obeys his voice. Ten lepers were healed physically, but only one was made well and whole within. Only one was truly reconciled to God and experienced the joy of salvation. The phrase used in verse 19 is, Your faith has saved you. What made the difference? The Samaritan gave evidence of his true conversion by his gratitude, his worship, and his obedience. St. Ambrose, the godly pastor of the 4th century, said, No duty is more urgent than that of returning thanks. Why is gratitude so essential not only to salvation but to the living of the whole Christian life? because gratitude is the only possible response to a free gift. Gratitude is a way of seeing that recognizes the gifts of God all around us. Robert Emmons, a professor and lecturer at the University of California, says, Gratitude is an affirmation of goodness received from outside ourselves. It is a habit of seeing life with thankfulness. His research indicates that grateful people live helpful, positive, outgoing, and generous lives. Our modern world has lost the meaning of the experience of gratitude because we have lost all sense of gift. Ungrateful men and women riot and destroy our cities. They beat and murder innocent lives because they claim a right to do so. They plunder and steal because they are lawless and rebellious. At the heart of such behavior is an attitude of scarcity and not gratitude. The posture of radicals lacks gratitude and carries an attitude of entitlement. Such individuals act on feelings which are transient and ephemeral. Gratitude is an ongoing vision, a habit of living, a mindset of thankfulness for the many privileges and blessings we have received. Now notice how the story ends. In verse 19, Jesus says to the Samaritan, Rise and go your way, your faith has saved you. It is the one who is aware of his unworthiness and humbles himself before God that is told by our Lord to rise and go his way. He is made well in order that he may progress in his faith, 
growing daily in a life of virtue and obedience to the Lord. Dear friends, the highest form of wellness and wholeness is not physical healing, but spiritual healing, inner wellness of soul and heart. If we receive the gift of God from the hand of our Savior and fall before Him in true worship and adoring gratitude, we will experience the abundant life He came to provide. Let's pray together. Gracious Heavenly Father, we praise You that You have given us the gift of salvation in our Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you that Jesus came to heal our souls and give us his eternal kind of life. May each of us place our faith and trust in him and live in his abundant life today. Amen. For of him and through him and to him are all things. To him be the glory both now and forevermore. Amen. You've been listening to the program Exaltation. I'm Father David Masterson with God Debt Ministries. us on the web at godetministries.org. That's G-A-U-D-E-T-E ministries.org. This gospel outreach is entirely listener supported. Please help us proclaim the gospel on the radio to a needy world. You may donate online at our website. Your gift, large or small, is gratefully appreciated. Until next time, may God richly bless you with this word of encouragement from the prophet Isaiah. Do you not know? Have you not heard? The everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, does not become weary or tired. His understanding is inscrutable. He gives strength to the weary, and to him who lacks might, he increases power. Though youths grow weary and tired, and vigorous young men stumble badly. Yet those who wait for the Lord will gain new strength. They will mount up with wings like eagles. They will run and not get tired. They will walk and not faint.